patients and families are Stoughton Hospital's number one priority. To provide trusted health information to our patients and community, we present Stoughton Hospital Health Talk with Melanie Cole. An increased weakness in a muscle wall can allow extra pressure and strain to be placed on internal organs, pushing them out of place. This is a condition known as hernia. Repairs have come a long way over the years. My guest today is Dr. Aaron Schwab. He's a general surgeon at Stoughton Hospital. Welcome to the show. Dr. Schwab, first tell people what happens when there's a hernia. What is it and how does it happen? So basically, a hernia is a hole or a weakness in the muscle of the abdominal wall. And they can happen pretty much anywhere in the abdominal wall uh, that is prone to weakness. Is One of the most common places for hernias is in the inguinal region or down in the groin. Um, we also can see hernias in the uh, umb- umbilicus or the belly button, which is more commonly known as. And, and also we can see hernias in places that have had previous incisions from other surgeries. Are there certain movements, things that we do that could cause a hernia? Speak about some of the causes. Well, I I believe that mainly hernias um, are caused by just inherent weaknesses that we have. When you're specifically talking about inguinal hernias, um, men in particular are born with a weakness in that area because of the way we develop in the uh, women's uterus um, and in the umbilicus or the belly button. It's the same thing. These are inherent weaknesses that we're born with. So over time, they just become weakened and wear out. Now, when I mentioned hernias from other surgeries, that's actually something that, that we cause as surgeons. We cut through the muscle and cause a weakness there that which then can allow that to develop into a hernia over time. I really don't think that there's anything that people can do to prevent hernias. Um, I've seen hernias just as often in patients who um, live a more sedentary lifestyle as opposed to patients who are very active. I will tell you that um, obesity and being overweight is certainly a risk that will increase um, patients' likelihood of developing hernias as they age. Are hernias painful? Would we know if we have one? Uh, Certainly they can be painful. They also can be asymptomatic or without pain. Um, They often will present as just a bulge that can be painless, Um, but just as often patients will notice a discomfort in that area. And as a hernia gets larger, basically what's happening is that hole or that weakness is stretching. It allows more of what's inside of you to kind of bulge through and slide in and out of that weakness, and that will typically cause pain for patients. Is there any complications to not getting a hernia repaired? Well, there certainly can be complications. The one that we worry about the most is what we call incarceration or strangulation. And basically what that is is the internal organs, usually intestines, will protrude through that weakness or hole in the muscle and become trapped. And if they become trapped, uh, that can typically damage that structure um, by cutting off the blood supply. So in the most extreme case, the intestine could could die in that hernia. Um, But what happens most likely before that happens is patients will experience pain and symptoms leading up to that. So it used to be thought that if someone had a hernia, um, once it's diagnosed, you really should fix it immediately. That feeling has changed a little bit, and it really is okay to, to wait and watch a hernia, especially if it's asymptomatic. But typically, I tell patients that if it's limiting them in any way or causing discomfort, um, that that's when it's time to get it fixed. So let's explain some of the treatment options for hernia. What, what was going on in the past? What's changed? 
Actually, the the history of hernia repairs is is fascinating. If you look back um, to the Middle Ages, uh, patients would um, they would cauterize patients with hernias. So they would take a big metal iron and just stick it over the hernia and burn the patient with the hope that that would cause enough scar tissue to hold it in. Um, obviously, that wasn't very uh, successful, and patients would often die from infections and other problems. So, uh, thankfully, we've advanced beyond that. Um, uh, many patients in the past would wear trusses, which were like a belt that helps try and hold the hernia in. And to some degree, that can be helpful for some patients, but obviously, it's not a long-term solution. So uh, we now repair hernias uh, surgically, um, and that the way that hernias are repaired has changed dramatically over time as well. So what is different? What do you do for somebody as the first line of defense now if they come to you with a painful or asymptomatic hernia? Well, if they truly are asymptomatic and it's small, I will certainly give them an option that they can continue to watch it um, and come back if it starts bothering them or seems to be getting larger. But if we're going to talk about how we're going to fix this problem, um, what I typically like to do is a laparoscopic approach. And what that means is that rather than making a larger incision over where the hernia is, we take we make smaller incisions uh, and basically using those small incisions are able to minimally invasively fix that hernia. Um, the difference in those two operative techni- techniques is significant in that if you imagine the hernia as a hole in the muscle and what's happening is things are bulging out through that muscle, the open repair in most cases approaches that from the top side and is going to put a patch or close that hole on top of the muscle, whereas a laparoscopic approach is going to go behind that muscle and repair it on the inside. And the the difference is, is in the physics and that basically most of the force is trying to push out of that hole. So if you're going to repair it on the top side, um, there's going to be force that's going to be working against your repair. Whereas if you repair it on the inside, the natural forces of the body are going to kind of hold your repair in place. And that's allowed us to change some of the dynamics of how people recover from these hernia repairs. What a great description that was so beautifully put and very understandable for the listeners. Now, what's recovery like if you use that laparoscopic approach? Well, in the past, for most patients who would get an open hernia repair, um, it was very common for surgeons, because of what I just mentioned, to tell their patients that for six weeks they can't do any heavy lifting or straining because, again, when they do that, it's going to put a a strain on the repair itself and try and break down that repair. Um, And so the nice thing about doing that repair inside the muscle with the laparoscopy is that, again, the forces really are just going to help hold our repair in place because it's pushing. Typically, we're going to use a piece of mesh um, to cover the, the weakness or the hole in the muscle, and the body's natural forces are going to help hold that mesh in place. So I actually don't restrict my patients at all. I, I kind of joke and tell them that, you know, I don't care if the day after surgery they, they lift a car over their head. They're not going to hurt what I have done. It doesn't mean that that won't cause some pain and discomfort, but they're not going to damage the integrity of their pair. So that's great for for people that they can get back to their normal activity basically as soon as they're pain-free. I've been doing it this way for for 15 years and really have not found any problems with recurrences and hernias, even for patients who go back to lifting weights within a couple days after their hernia repair. Wow, that's amazing. And so what do you tell patients about weeks down the line as far as pain management? 
Yeah, we've seen um, a recent significant advance in that as well. There's a new medication um, called Expirel, which basically is a long-acting numbing medicine. Um, it's a numbing medicine um, called Marcaine. Um, it's similar to Novocaine or Lidocaine that we've been using for years, and typically it lasts for about six hours when you inject it into someone. Well, this medication has figured out a way to package the the Marcaine in a little lipid packet, which is kind of a fat packet. And when you inject it, it takes three to five days for it to slowly release the medicine. So now instead of getting six to eight hours maybe of pain relief with injection of this medication, we can get three to five days of pain relief. And um, I started using this about a year ago in my hernia repairs, and it's made a dramatic difference. I, I would say the majority of patients would, when they come back, describe some mild discomfort for a day or two. Really, it's allowed us to go from patients maybe taking 30 pain pills after a hernia repair to maybe taking a, a handful, five or six, and get back to work within a couple days, um, at the most up to a week. But I would say the majority of patients are able to get back after a long weekend. You know, if we do the surgery on a Thursday or a Friday, by Monday or Tuesday, they're back to work, even if it's a more physically demanding job. And um, it's amazing when patients come in and say, gosh, I had a hernia repair done 10 years ago, and I remember being off work for a month. And if I'd have known that, that I was only going to be off work for a couple of days, I would have done this ages ago. So it's really made a big difference for patients. What a fascinating topic, Dr. Schwab. And in just the last few minutes, give us your best advice for people who think they may have a hernia and why you're so happy to be at Stoughton Hospital now. Uh, great. Well, I appreciate the opportunity to, to talk to you today. And um, for patients who think they have a hernia, the best place to start is usually with your primary physician. Uh, they'll do a preliminary exam on you and be able to tell you um, if they feel you need to see a surgeon. Um, generally, a general surgeon is going to be the, the doctor that specializes in fixing these hernias. It's the most common surgery that we do. So um, the primary care doctor would forward you on to us and, and we would go from there. Um, I'm really excited to be at Stoughton Hospital. As I said, I was, uh, it was a difficult decision to leave my previous practice of 15 years, um, but this community really was in need of a surgeon, and it's a, a very forward-thinking, uh, patient-oriented hospital, and I think it's a great environment to, to start a new practice, and I'm really looking forward to serving the community. Thank you so much for being with us today, Dr. Schwab. And you're listening to Stoughton Hospital Health Talk, and for more information, you can go to stoughtonhospital.com. That's StoughtonHospital.com. This is Melanie Cole. Thanks so much for listening.